Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands is a podcast for the go-getter, the visionary, the harmony seeker, and the life enthusiast who is ready to stop forcing and start flowing through life, love, and business in a way that is in alignment with his or her true self. Hosted by life coach and business strategist Jillian Bolands, this show will allow for you to energetically and logistically recalibrate through gratitude inspiration and powerhouse pep talks Jillian style with a whole lot of truth and even more love. Join Jillian each week for morning empowerment talks, uplifting interviews, and the opportunity to create a life of fulfillment by discovering and stepping up as the true you. Let's shine. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. Oh, boy, do I have a special treat for you all. So my dear friend, Jessica Page, is here. And Jessica, I'm going to have you just dive in on everything for me. Jessica and I actually met because I get to be a part of an online summit that she, at the time of recording, is currently running and just changing so many lives on. And sister, like, I just want to welcome you into this sacred space. I want to say that I'm so appreciative that I even know you and that I feel like we can just dive in. So thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. I love you. I adore you. I love what you stand for. And I'm so excited to be here with you today. Oh, thank you. Isn't it so fun? So before I press record, I was like, so we're just going to riff. We're going to pretend like we're, we've got like hot chocolate in our hand and we're just sitting here together chatting and we're going to go deep. We're going to go into the spiritual stuff. And Jessica was like, uh, yeah, of course we are. <laughs> of course that's what, what we're going to do. So sister, would you please Give your favorite version of your introduction because you and I both know that like we can be introduced in a bazillion different ways and I would love for you to introduce yourself in the way that feels most resonant to you now. Who is Jessica Page and how did she get to be here? Like right here in this moment. (laughs) Yeah, so I am an intuitive business coach and I'm super, super passionate about guiding entrepreneurs from a place of grind to a place of glory. And I'm just, I lived in the grind. And when I say grind, my definition of that is a place of struggling and sacrificing and hustling and really going at business and life in just like a hard way. Mm -hmm. And I remember always saying like, why are we not more successful? Why are we not X, right? Like, why aren't we making more money? Why aren't we happier? Why aren't we just more fulfilled? Like we, I remember like saying to my husband, like we're the hardest working people I know. And that was really like the key is we, we prided ourselves on working a bazillion hours and we really sent out this signal to the universe. Like in order to achieve any level of success, it has to be hard. This is what we like. This is how we roll. And so I lived in that place for so long. I grew up in that place. My parents are both entrepreneurs. Their parents were entrepreneurs. And so that hard work mentality, not to say I don't work hard, right? But like no, 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 I get it. And grind mentality was just who I was. And mm-hmm. so I freed myself from that. And I'm just so committed to freeing other entrepreneurs from that place because the glory is the place of ease and flow and connected relationships and where success comes to you. And I feel like the, the strategy part is 20%, but the inner work and the ease and the flow is really 80%. And yeah. so I'm just so passionate about going deep. And I love that you said that because <laughs> I feel like I lived this life when I was in the grind. It was very superficial and mm-hmm. like I was always doing good and I was a people pleaser and a perfectionist. And so like I never went deep. Yeah. So now that I'm in that place, I'm like, oh, bring it on, sister. Yeah, we're going there. Awesome. <laughs> so I love the word glory so much. And I love just like the feeling that it gives me. I love the image that it gives me. Like I just see so much energy with that word. I really feel that deep sense of peace and celebration kind of coming together. What do you feel as you think about glory? Like when you were, when you were recognizing, like I am ready to release the grind. What, what am I ready to step into? How did glory come to you? Mm. 
Yeah, well, it came to me actually in a dream. The whole cool. to glory, the whole thing was planted uh, totally intuitively and divinely in a dream. And so um, when I think of the word glory and when I think of myself stepping into that place, it's like this embodiment of like the essence of joy. Yeah. And so like true, true fulfillment mm-hmm. and allowing just connected relationships, allowing you, allowing you to really be in a place of the present moment and just so much gratitude yes. and um, really in a place where you're so loved and supported mm-hmm. unconditionally by the universe, by God. And yeah, like it makes my whole body smile when I think yes. about what the word glory means. Oh my gosh. And you're such, you've got the most beautiful smile. So like for your whole body to be doing it, like it's amazing. <laughs> Um, so how, like how, because that sounds all really well and good. Like, Oh, you just decided to let go of the grind and step into the glory. Awesome. Go Jess. But like, actually we both know that it was a lot, a lot lot harder than that. So what, what did that look like for you specifically? Yeah. So it was, you know, it's still a process. Like I still, you know, even uh, there was a day over the weekend and I was just totally in like sitting in, you know, my, my shit. (laughs) Like I was totally like in this place of, um, you know, having some false beliefs comes up, Mm -hmm. come up and some old fears. And so I definitely wouldn't be true to you if I said that. I'm always living in this place of glory, but it's well, but that's so perfect that you say that because you're also a human. Like you're doing this thing and you're you're living this way and you're coaching on these things, but also like you have to have your own experiences so that you don't become obsolete. So I thank you for being so real about that. That's really really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so when I get to that place, it's just like allowing myself permission to feel those feelings yeah. and not support them like I used to and pretend like everything's okay, but I now have the tools to be able to not stay there. Yeah. So it's okay. I'm like, what am I learning and being in this place right now and how can I shift? Yeah. But ultimately for me, it was, it was a two year process. So I've been an entrepreneur for about 12 years and you know, we, 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 when I say we is my husband and I, we've had two businesses and one we've sold, one we've been, we're in, and then I just launched a new business. And so, you know, we always got to like a place of somewhat success, working really hard still. Like as soon as we let our foot off the gas pedal, like, you know, staff would quit and like money would go, you know, down. But we'd always get to this place of like, we had all of the external steps. Like we have always had a business coach, but more of like a system business coach, not yeah. necessarily a spiritual mm-hmm. business coach. So we've always had a business coach. We've always had like the tactics. So we know sales funnels and we know marketing and we know all the, you know, all the things and we read the books and we go to the seminars and we were like, how can we have all of this stuff? And we still aren't like where we want to be. Yes. And so, you know, it, it, I literally felt like I was on the hamster wheel, like the human version of the hamster wheel, like plugging along and thinking if I just work harder, if I just work more, and that's really this false sense of security. And so things just had to get ugly enough Mm. where the universe was like, wake up, Jessica, there is more for you. This is not like your truth. This is not where you need to stand. But it took me really the willingness of me being like, okay, what is really holding me back? Yeah. And so is there something that happened? Cause I know a lot of time people talk about an aha moment or like that one conversation, was there something or did, do you feel like it was just like that cumulative piling on, piling on, piling on, and then you were finally surrendered? Yeah. You know what you would think because so in our first business, we almost met, went bankrupt twice. Mm-hmm. And like when we were in that moment, we were, also having our two boys. And so we, we were new parents, we were new business owners, we had no money. And so you would think it would have been in that moment, but it wasn't because I was, I was raised to be tough and to yeah. be strong, yeah. to like, you know, plug through and we've got this and like, you know, so, so that didn't do it. Honestly, it was just like, it was more just this compiling of all these things and this frustration of like, why are we not where we want to be? Mm. And then it was, it was really me kind of surrendering to the universe and saying like, you know, what, like, <laughs> what, what is next? Yeah. What, like, 
even look like? And that is when I got the dream of Grind to Glory. And yes. so I just really committed to like taking the next step. And to me, it was like this unraveling of like what needs to be healed, what is holding me back. And really all of the inner work was like a two-year, an ongoing, but two-year dedicated practice that pulled me out of the grind. It's so interesting. Thank you for sharing all that. And I love that it's been, that it was two years because that's where I, I am. Um, it will be actually in about a month or two, it'll be about my two year anniversary of even starting to look at the inner work. And I feel like I've been actively in it for about a year and a half and like actively committed to it. I fought it. So I had a, a stirring within me at the beginning of 2017. Like actually what called to me was what do I align with spiritually? And so then that led to, well, who actually am I to even know what I align with spiritually? And I resisted that for about six months. I tiptoed into the self-discovery world and the spirituality world, not the religion, but the spirituality world and just the opening up. And then I would, you know, quickly retreat because things either were getting really good and I was like, oh, I'm good now. I'm healed. I'm all set. Or they were getting really freaking uncomfortable. And it's easy to go back to your baseline of living in what we, what we have dubbed the comfort zone, which is actually the most uncomfortable place ever because it's where you become stagnant and stale. So for you, when you stepped into this world, did you feel like you were cannonballing in or did you have a little bit of that like, okay, I'm going in. No, 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 I'm going out. I'm going in. Uh, wait, no, 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 not ready. Like what was your experience at the beginning of that? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was for sure an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Because like, it's so easy. You know, it's interesting because the grind is not easy, but it's easy staying in there because it's comfortable. And, it's, and it's, like, when it's all you know, it's like you've practiced it. So what have you practiced yeah. the most? Oh, I've practiced running myself ragged. I've practiced staying up till one o'clock in the morning and getting up at four o'clock in the morning. I've practiced these things. It freaking sucks. It is doing <laughs> nothing for me, for my physical body, for my mental emotions, for anything, but I've practiced it. So I know it. And learning a new skill is sometimes we think harder than staying what, with what really sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And, you know, our unconscious mind is like, oh, wait, we're like, we know this, we're going to keep doing this. And so yeah. we're safe here. And so, yeah, as soon as I started, you know, I think it started with um, like my very first experience was mm. a Tony Robbins. Event. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went to unleash the power within. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had no sort of expectations about like what it was going to be like. And one of our well, greatest- Tony's well known and yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. You think like, well, I mean, we're definitely going to grow as humans. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Something's going to shift if I go see Tony Robbins. <laughs> and I think um, that was actually before even the dream. So yeah. the Tony Robbins event was a gift to my husband for his 50th birthday yeah. party. And or his 50th birthday, I should say, for my parents. So all four of us went together. So and cool. So it was, it was incredible. And one of our great mentors is a senior leader with Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so he was there with us as well. And um, a lot, a lot opened at that event. So it's like an immersion of five days of yeah. like just intensity of really going to, you know, your like the child version of yourself and really like doing the work. Yeah. And that kind of opened me up to this space. Mm -hmm. And then when I got home, I was like, you know, just went back to normal and just something wasn't sitting right. And I was just having this calling to like start reading the books. And then we hired our first spiritual coach. And so it was like this unraveling of like, this came, this thing came in front of us and this book came in front of us. Mm -hmm. And I became actually, and I think, like super driven entrepreneurs who come from a place of grinds are just, we have this sort of addicted personality. At least I can speak on behalf of myself. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I was addicted to work and then I took that same addictive personality and I became so addicted to like reading the books and doing yeah. the coaching and doing the work. Yeah. And so I think the biggest thing for me was being willing to, you know, I had some things happen um, as a child and I kind of just buried them up. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, I was, I was very intuitive as a child and that scared me. Yeah. Can we keep talking about little Jessica? Because it's so funny. Like, so I'm super intuitive too. I'm an intuitive life coach. And so I love being able to have the conversations with the people that are too, because we know what's coming, but it's so fun unraveling with people that are willing to speak that language with you. So what were some of the things? And you don't have to go into specifics if you don't want to, but like, what were some things that you had to look at from, for little Jessica? How did, how did you have to help her feel safe with all this growth that you were going through? Yeah. So, so like I had this experience and I'm going to leave out some of the details. Please do. Yes. Only what feels good. Yeah. So I had this experience where some things were happening uh, when I was a child and I was getting these downloads of them happening before they happened. And it had to do with my close family. Yeah. And, and I was getting like screenshots almost like this image, like of what was happening. Yeah. And so I would like force myself to like stay awake, like mm-hmm. in all hours of the night to try to like catch what was actually happening. Interesting. And I did this for years. And then finally, what I saw intuitively as a kid actually showed up in real life several years later. Wow. And I remember saying, don't worry, I'll never tell. And so something real, like a tragedy happened, and I said, I'll never tell. And literally the next day, I went to school as if nothing happened. Yeah. And I never spoke of it until adult Jessica. Wow. Like a couple years ago. Thank you for being brave because that... That's, that's raw and that's the truth, you guys. And that's, we all have stuff. We all have stuff and we all have different levels of stuff. And this is not comparing who had a a worse tragedy. This is just being brave enough to know that everything that's happened to you has its own purpose within your growth story, within your evolution back to yourself. So sister, I'm holding you so tight right now because I know it's hard to go back there, but can you talk about the freedom that's on the other side of it? Yeah. You just gave me total chills. Yeah. I feel it. Oh, our heart chakras are like so connected right now. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, so really I, there wasn't a day I went by where I didn't think about what had happened, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to protect my family and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be the reason why I broke up a family. Mm -hmm. And so I just held that in. And there was one moment that I thought was weakness where, um, where I consoled in, in another person and I, I shared that with them and I'd never shared it with anyone, mm-hmm. not even, you know, my closest friends. And she was like, well, what good is it going to be now to talk about that? And mm-hmm. so basically encouraged me, someone who I looked up to encouraged me to keep like, you know, keep stuffing it down, keep stuffing it down. Yeah. And so, um, you know, things that came up for me, like, I always got sore throats Mm. and to the point where I got my tonsils out and like literally like several times a month I would get sore throats and I just realized, you know, back then I knew nothing about, you know, chakras and nothing about like, it was, it was all around me not speaking my truth and holding that in. And here I was getting treated with like all sorts of prescriptions and getting my tonsils out and it like, it wasn't even needed. And so not only did I completely suppress my intuitive gift because it scared me, I became this person of just tell people whatever I think they want to hear and protect everyone. And so when I started, like it started at Tony mm-hmm. and he has, Kia has this exercise where you go to the childhood version of yourself. And I remember like it got ugly. And mm-hmm. so here I'm there with my parents and this whole experience has to do also, they're a part of it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I remember, <laughs> I remember coming out of that particular session and I went into the bathroom and I had like mascara running, like at my whole face yeah. was like, <laughs> like the ugly, ugly cry that I haven't felt that deeply in so long. Yeah. Yeah. And so the next steps were really like, so much healing. So I was able to do a lot of chakra work. I was able to get it out. I had to voice out like all my feelings and emotions to everyone that needed to hear. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard. You know, I had to like, I had to 
like say, this is how I was feeling then. This is how I'm still mad. This is my exact motions and be detached from how it might make them feel because Mm -hmm. I knew I needed that. Not that I'm not, you know, I like, I'd spent my whole life worrying about everyone else. And it was like permission to myself, like this is for me. This is yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Worry about you. Let them worry about how they receive you and your truth. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was the first step. It was a, it was a year of coaching, mm-hmm. um, and then I was finally ready to be at a place where I could voice that. I haven't since the day I voiced that. I haven't had one sore throat, by the way. Wow. And whenever I do have a little like niggle of a sore throat, yeah. I know what am I doing in this moment where I'm not speaking my truth or showing up fully and authentically? Yeah. And like I, I instantly, it's like my body saying, "Oh, hey, there's something like off here, Jessica. Yeah. Like, are you not being 100% authentic to you?" And so now I can recognize it as this beautiful way that my body's communicating versus like I'm suppressing, I'm not like showing up at all. Yeah. So it's really been this path of clearing things and voicing and being willing to do the work. And I got myself to a place where I was feeling so much better. Um, but then like I was still feeling like I was, I was checking in. I was still having things come up. And so I realized that I had some deep body work done by this intuitive, um, but he is very intuitive, but by this um, senior leader of Tony Robbins. His name's Larry. He's one of our dearest, dearest friends. And he was able to do this. It's kind of like taking Reiki, but to a whole new level. And he's also a chiropractor. And he was able to pinpoint like where in my body I had been storing this pain. Wow. And he was able to associate, have me associate a sound to it and a color. And they were like these colors of like darkness, Hmm. rich, like red blood colors. It's ironic. People probably can't see me, but I'm wearing this red shirt. (laughs) Yeah. You look beautiful though. But that's like, that's like, boom, here I am red. That's not like dark, like depths of Hades red. (laughs) No, no. These dark, dark. Um, for me, it was like red and orange, but like heavy colors. And Mm -hmm. I was, I was was holding them in my body. And it was also this sound of like just pain and hurt. So I was able through this healing process to let those sounds out of my body. Mm. And by the way, I was so uncomfortable doing this. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Like I was just going to say like, let's just also take like the, the zoom out, look at this and like. So what you're asking yourself is, okay, I've had to go revisit a painful moment with my inner child, and now I have to, like, actually make sounds of, of deepest pain come out of my body. I was just thinking, like, where would I do that? I would probably need to be in the middle of the woods, right? Like, because it's, like, that high, high vulnerability, like, when you make the sounds of your deepest pain. So thank you for just saying that because truth you guys like the, it, it works it uh, works and it heals and it helps but holy shit your human is real uncomfortable doing it <laughs> well so it's really funny I have to tell you like the truth of like how it went down so I had cleared like I voiced you know like what I was feeling yeah and then um when Larry comes over to our house and we worked from home but that day our cleaning lady was here so she was cleaning upstairs, and he's like, and I had no idea what we were going to get into. Yeah. He was just like, do some body work. I want to adjust you and see. And he knew years before he had adjusted me, and as soon as he put his hands on my spine, yeah. he knew that I was, like, like holding in a lot. He could feel it in, the, like, the muscles and the tension around my yeah. spine. Yeah. It was really interesting that he came back full circle. Yeah, that's so cool. So he, he was like, well, let's go, like, where can we go that's quiet in case, like, you need to let out any sounds? And I was thinking, like, what do you mean, let out sounds? <laughs> what exactly are we doing? And he's very much, like, he's so detached from, like, he doesn't care what, he's, like, yeah. the complete opposite of people-pleasing. Yeah. Like, whole he, Well, that's a true healer, right? Like, he wants he wants to help you heal, and it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with you. So, and that, as a coach and as an intuitive and as a teacher, like, that's what we're trying to get to all the time. That's why we continue to do our work. Yeah, it's so true. So, so he says this. So, I'm like, well, let's go down to, you know, the basement. That's where, like, you know, our home gym is. We'll set it up there. And so then once he had me in this work, I was so connected to it. Like the first few times I've like was totally in my head. Like this is yeah. just 
stupid. Why am I doing this? This is crazy. I'm yeah. crazy. And then once I got into it and like felt it, I didn't even care that my cleaning lady was up there, but she must have been like, what is going on? That's what in the actual? <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty funny. But so anyways, I let out, you know, the, the sounds and the pain. Yeah. And then it was like, something shifted and I immediately had these like fluid colors of like light purple and light blue, like the ocean flowing through my body. I felt completely free. And that was when the first time I truly experienced the essence of glory. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Thank you for walking us through all of that. And again, we're all going to have our own different versions of getting to our own version of glory, but it's so powerful when people just get to be so truthful with their story and own it because that's where the freedom is, right? Like that's where on the other side, when you get to be you and you get to speak your truth and you get to have fully embodied her, there's no greater gift. It's just so powerful. Yeah, yeah, it is. Thank you for that. And, um, you know, it's just the willingness. Like, I totally agree. Everyone's story, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, I'll use my husband as an example. Mm -hmm. Like, he had a really, and I had a really good childhood, too. Yeah. But, you know, he's like, like, nothing really went wrong. Yeah. You know, like, what, you know, and so I think for some people, if, like, if they're in this place where they're not in this state of glory and they're not fulfilled and they're not living in abundance or like, well, I didn't even have anything happen to like have this be happening. So what's going on? Right. And so it's really interesting. I feel like for me, a lot stemmed from my childhood. I had to go back to her and let her know that she's safe and protected and you know, that she can kind of go to rest. I'm okay. Um, but for other people, it's, it's just a lot of little things and it's a lot of these small tweaks. And so just to be willing to explore and go into this completely an open vulnerable place of like, because I think pride has like, for me, it was like my pride. It was like, no people on the outside thought I was this successful driven woman that you know travels the world and has abundance. And, but there was a lot going on in, in her. Yeah. 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 You know? and- and I mean, gosh, you could go so many different directions with that. First of all, like we don't truly know what's going on within other people. So let people be the inspiration, but don't you dare let them feel, let that inspiration dull you or make you smaller because you don't know the battles that they are going through, but choosing to rise. And also we don't have to be that thing that everyone expects us to be if it's not truly what is serving us at our deepest, deepest good anymore. I know for me, like being that, that grinder, that go-getter, that, you know, like I'll sleep when I'm dead type person that served me for a long time. I was able to get a lot out of that until it was so heavy. And I was recognizing, Oh, I've been actually subduing bits and pieces of me that have been yearning to come out, but I've been too worried about doing what I should do. That was my story. So I think the pride, the expectation that mixes into my story as well. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. And, you know, I think, you know, we're in this society of like, I don't know. The the judgment is really heavy and Mm. it's not even the judgment that we're, for sure some of it is like the judgment we feel from other people, but it's also the judgment that we put on ourselves. Like we have to be this like, you know, we put like almost put our like who we should be on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. And I just got so sick of that. I'm like, here I am. (laughs) Laws and all. Like I still have super bad days. Mm -hmm. I still have moments. I, you know, yell at my kids, you know, I am like totally human. And, um, I, I just think you reach a point, you know, when you like have flipped it Mm -hmm. on doing like the inner work, when you reach this point where you're like, it's the embodiment of who you are. Like 
in, in, in everything. In, in everything. everything. <laughs> so what do you do during those moments? Because I know for me particularly, so just to give um, my listeners context, we're recording this on December 18th, 2018. So I know for me, over the past two weeks specifically, the freaking cosmos are having a heyday on my emotions. And I know, because I, I, I read enough about it, I feel into it, I know what's going I know what's going on in the universe. Yeah, like to the maximum capacity that I possibly can. Nobody knows what's going on in the universe. Let's be clear with that. But I can feel all the different energies. I've also had an ongoing um, tender area. My back is my weakest point, always has been. My chiropractor is a saint. But about 10 days ago, I have an injury now. So there's the cosmos that I'm feeling. There's the universal energetic shifts, the portal opening that happened on 1212. And for those of you that are like, what in the actual hell are you talking about? I'm talking about energy. I'm talking about tapping into what's going on literally within the planets, within the entire universe outside of my body. But it's happening in my body too because we're all one. That's the briefest way that I can bring you into that. But also, I have sustained an, an, um, an actual injury too. So what do you do during these times where you know the stuff, you've done the work? And when we say inner work, of course, we mean that sitting with ourselves, that working through those old stories, that releasing work. What in God's name do you do, Jessica, when you're feeling the heaviness of the world when you're battling actual things within your physical body and you need to get out of it because this place is, is no longer serving you. What are some things that you do to take care of yourself? That was a super long question, by the way. <laughs> it was so good. And I feel like uh, I loved your explanation of just simplifying what is actually going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I feel like that was divine timing on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when I get in that space, you know, I really, I, I, I usually find that when I'm feeling the heaviness and I'm feeling like I'm just in a funk, I kind of evaluate, like, where, where am I incorporating joy into mm-hmm. my day? Mm-hmm. And I always find it sounds so simple because it's one of the things that I'm sure we both teach and we work with our clients on is incorporating joy. We know how much it, how, how important it is. So for me, it's meditation. It's going for walks in nature. It is reading books. It is going in my sauna. It is working out. Um, typically, you know, it is spending time with my family. But for me, when I get in this state, it's like alone time, disconnecting, being with myself and kind of checking back. It's like a... It's like getting tuned up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Yeah, so it's, um, and there's more to that too, but those are like the simple things that I know. There's like three compulsories of my day. Mm. It's working out, reading, and then my meditation, and Mm. usually a walk in nature. And if I go, and some days I don't get all three of those in, Mm. and if I go more than a couple days without those three, I'm in that place of like... Yeah, you can feel it so much. Once you tap in, it's like you can't unknow what you know. So once you tap into, this makes my actual soul feel good. Like we, and, and whether or not, friends, you're, you can tap in specifically, like this is what my soul feels good. Just think about your physical body. What makes your physical body feel lighter, feel airier, feel just more uplifted, that is your soul telling you like, ding, 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 you're doing it. So once you find those things that help you come back home to your heart's calling, it's hard not to do them or it's hard to stay, to keep them away for very long. Yeah, it is. And sometimes, you know, like how, how we were raised, and like I feel like it's in our DNA the type of person that so I in my DNA I am a grinder and a hustler yeah, yeah. you likely are too right yes <laughs> so whenever like whenever I feel sort of a bit of pressure or I'm in I call it like you know a growth sprint mm-hmm. it's easy for me to be like okay I'm not gonna meditate today or I'm not gonna read or I'm not gonna work out today and, um, and it's okay to give myself grace once in a while to not do those things. Mm. But I feel like if I go, you know, a couple days without that, I immediately am back into this place that I don't love being in. And so it's instantly like, where can I do something that's joyful right now? Mm. And then kind of the second component to that is you, you, we all have this ability to slow down 
or speed up. Like it's this energy that we send to the universe where if I'm looking to, you know, grow clientele or I'm working on a big project, I can speed things up. Or if I'm looking to just create space and really tap into my feminine energy, do more joyful things, I will simply say like I can have a packed schedule, but be feeling this heaviness and say, universe, please create some openness in my schedule today and I'll have two people reach out and say hey I need to reschedule yes oh my gosh yes every time when I'm feeling like okay I'm in especially it's really difficult and tell me if you agree when you've been in that sprint mode and that feels really good until all of a sudden it doesn't feel really good anymore and we now know when that tipping point is we know that we could push through it because that's what we're pre-programmed to but in all our unwinding and relearning of our truth and with what we want we have the ability to say I don't want to keep grinding like this. Like it's, it served me up till now. I'm ready to rest. And every friggin' time that happens, I'm like, okay, I need some spaciousness and people will cancel. They'll have to reschedule. And I'm just like, yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> or sometimes I will, I will literally ask if I am meant to reschedule this call, please show me a sign. And I get it every single time. And then I'm empowered to actually do the canceling, do the rescheduling, do the you know, I'm, I'm sorry to change the schedule, but I'm not sorry for serving myself. And I think it's that balance and trusting that balance. Yeah. And there's so much grace in that because I always used to feel guilty of like, if I canceled someone, Mm -hmm. I would feel like, Oh, well, how is that going to show up mirrored to me? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have all these other people canceling. And so it's just doing it with an intention. Mm -hmm. And so it really, if you're not able to show up when I get in that space, I'm not able to show up with like this loving, authentic energy. And, you know, I, I, I need to be able to kind of go back home to myself and yes. the spiritual practice to be able to show up fully and holy. Yes. So I feel like when you're doing it with the intention, it's a beautiful gift to that person and to you. Yeah. And it's just, I like, I honor you for that. And I honor myself and anyone else who's willing to just step in that place of saying, you know what? I am totally not feeling this today. And yes. so we're going to, we're going to shift my day. Yeah. I I love that so much in how you said, and hopefully this is helpful for you because every time I reschedule or I feel like this just is not going to work, I literally will say, I really truly hope that you were hoping for this free time. I know that we were excited to talk, but I truly hope that this will serve you even greater than if we had forced it into place. And every time it gives that person the invitation into reflecting upon oh yeah, maybe I needed some spaciousness too. Or maybe that gives me a little bit more room to work on the thing that I'm really, really excited about. Not that the conversation wouldn't have been great, but I'm really excited to finish up this thing and then I can go play with my kids later. Or then I can go on that date night later. Or then I can go have a bath later. Like whatever it is. We forget, we get all heady about, oh, I don't want to disappoint anybody. But there's somebody on the other side of that who in some way, shape, or form needs that spaciousness too if we're providing it for them. I truly believe that. Oh my gosh. Me too, 100%. And it happens all of the time where when I do that, they're like, oh my gosh, that freed my day. Or that was such a blessing to me. And I'm just like, thank you, universe. Yeah. Freaking amazing. I know. I see you, universe. So you said, um, you said my favorite, you mentioned really briefly, but like my favorite thing to talk about, the divine feminine. Mm. Talk to me about your journey home back to the divine feminine for you. Who is the divine feminine for you? What does she, what does she look like? What does she feel like? And how do you try to encompass her throughout your day? Yeah, it's one of my favorite things to talk about too. And so if I take myself back to being in the grind, mm-hmm. I was 110% so masculine driven, mm-hmm. right? Like, and when I was in that place, you know, my husband and I were arguing all the time mm-hmm. because he's masculine. Like we weren't able to have the intimacy yeah. like we wanted to. And so there was just a lot of things where like being in that drive all the time. And that's why we didn't have any ease and flow. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for me, and it's, it's just been this beautiful journey because I really am. And we, I feel like as women, we all are more feminine than masculine in our like true essence. Yeah. 
but over time that shifts into whatever we're doing. And so getting myself back to like the trueness of myself, which is someone who loves, I, for me, when I think of my feminine energy, I love to, um, like I love little things. Like I love to dress pretty and like that mm -hmm. makes me feminine. I love to have my nails painted. I love to go on girl spa dates. And so those sorts of things, but also the energy that I carry uh, in my relationship with my spouse mm -hmm. and how I show up in um, really letting him stand in his masculine energy yes. and the protector of our family and yeah. me not sort of like battling that. But, yeah. um, yeah, I feel like, you know, the, um, you know, the things as like young kid, and I know we both have young kids. Mine are a little, um, a little older, I think, yeah. but those, those, I don't even know what they're called. They're the toys where it's like you have the circle and you fit the shape into the same cutout in yeah. the toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like circle, square, stars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like if you're in a relationship, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you've got masculine, you've got feminine, I feel like when you have both a good balance and yeah. you're really in check and doing things to really let your inner feminine flow and your masculine flow, like, the the star fits in the star. Like, you fit into, like, yeah. that sort of image that I get. And yes. so do that, everything clicks. And so there's more joy, there's more um, happiness, there's more romance, there's more success. Yeah. So I just... I, I just think of like feminine energy as a woman who wants to, you know, be free and dance mm -hmm. and sing and be, you know, so super funny and spontaneous mm -hmm. and then still driven. Like you can't be all feminine, right? Where you yeah. don't have to drive. But 20, like I consider myself kind of an 80-20, like 80% mm -hmm. feminine energy and then 20% still to do the strategy and to... Yeah drive behind it. Yeah. And you are very driven. I mean, you, you put together beautiful courses, you put together beautiful coaching moments for your clients, but doing so from that spaciousness and the, the allowance of creativity and swirling and just like being present in your constant movement, that is beauty. That's divine feminine. And it's just so powerful. I love what you said too, because, um, with, with the masculine, especially if you're in a relationship where you are a woman and you are with a man, um, for me and my husband, I recognized while I was going through the creation of my first entrepreneurial journey, um, I built it all. I had all these expectations. And again, they go back to my childhood and what I witnessed. They were very heavily weighted in my money story. So when I started my entrepreneurial journey, I felt like I've got this. I've got this. I just need to work really hard. I'm going to get up so early and I'm going to go to bed so late and I'm going to work so hard. And But what I did during all of that was I basically said to him, okay, you take on some of these more feminine roles. You get the kids up in the morning because I'm going to have to be doing this. And then you do this. When my heart was like, no, I want to be doing that. But I was like, no, no, no. But I told him I could. And I said that I could. And I am woman. Hear me roar. And But what I was doing was I was not allowing him to flourish within his own masculinity because I was too much of it for that. And I put the air quotes around too much because we all know that it's all exactly what's meant to be happening to serve us. But earlier this year in 2018, I looked at him and I was like, oh my gosh, because I'd been learning all about the goddess archetypes. I'd been learning all about divine feminine and divine masculine and then wounded feminine and wounded masculine. And I said, I've literally been functioning in wounded masculine. This was an interesting conversation to have with him because though he doesn't speak the language, he can understand it because as women, ladies, we're the leaders and they don't have to be doing it right alongside us. But if you're willing to speak your voice, as you were saying, Jessica, speak your voice, speak about what you're learning. I had been sharing just little tidbits about what I was learning about divine feminine and masculine. So I said to him, I'm like, so I've been functioning in um, wounded masculine and thus have literally taken your balls away from you. And I am here today to give them back. <laughs> like you, you can have the masculine role back. I don't want it anymore. I know where I stand really firm and where I feel empowered in the 
the sacred or the divine masculine for me, but I want to focus on being the feminine. And I freaking kid you not that next week he got a promotion at work and I like, I actually went into kind of an inward time where I was really, I was back in the chrysalis and I, my new butterfly was forming and I was forming into this present day version. So all of that is to say when you look at that and you're willing to ask yourself, like, where can I focus on bringing more of my feminine qualities out, knowing that she is just as powerful, if not more so, because it's more aligned than what I was functioning in before, everything flows. Mm, yes. And I love that you said, like, literally the next week. Yeah. Like, she got a promotion. And yeah. so it's so incredible. Yeah, it really is. Like the universe knows what the hell it's doing. So why do we feel like we have to control everything? <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting, right? <laughs> so let me ask you, what do you do to help your clients in getting back to that state of glory? Because we all have it. We're born with it. We're, you know, we're, we're prescribed certain traits that may innately kind of put us out of the gate running. But how do we get back to that state of glory? How do we drop the grind if we've been in it for so long? What are the top three things that you recommend to your clients? Yeah. So the top three is really releasing what's holding you back. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people like this is buried. And so it, for some people it's like, Oh, I know like it's the childhood thing or it's mm -hmm. a, you know, we have this inner knowing, but for some people like my husband, for example, he's like, I have no idea. Right. Yeah. So it's so different for everyone. And it's kind of a, customized journey of discovering what truly is holding you back. Yeah. And so that's step one for me. Step two is developing a deep relationship, a spiritual connection to the universe. Mm -hmm. So important. And then step three really is all around uh, taking back your power and igniting your soul's purpose. Yeah. So if I was to like hone it into three. That was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that was really, like, I truly believe that, um, and it sounds like your journey was pretty similar. It's you, you learn, you heal and you teach. And mm -hmm. so I'm teaching what I have learned and I've healed and I'm bringing people on this beautiful journey of the things that I know, uh, have really like shifted so much for me into, of course, the grind to the glory. Yeah. I love that you said that you give yourself the time to heal because there are so many people that have not given themselves the time to heal certain aspects and they try to dive into teaching and I've seen it time and time again. And what often ends up happening is that the people that you're trying to teach then try to console you. And if your people are ever trying to console you as the coach, then you're not, that part of you hasn't been healed yet. Mm -hmm. And it's really important that we do that. And then we're so locked in and so solid on our healing. Now you can share the journey, share the journey, share what you're going through if that's helpful for you, but don't try to coach on it. Don't try to teach on it until you feel like, okay, Got this. I have released this and I'm fully supported and I'm safe with the experience in itself, the healing process, and now my ability to teach it. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, I feel like this is such a huge conversation around also, like there's so many coaches and there's mm -hmm. so many, you know, it, like, and I think one of the things obviously once you start doing this work, like we're all, like, we all have this beautiful ability to tap into our sixth sense mm -hmm. and we all are intuitive. And so it's just like one clearing out like the declutter that's in us. And a yes. lot of that is the, the fears and the stories and the false beliefs and the things that have buried it up um, to the point where like you can't let any sort of guidance come in. Yeah. And so the instant we start clearing that out, the intuition starts to come up. And it's just this beautiful experience when you're now coaching uh, your clients and they're really like feeling into your own intuition. Yeah. And it happens so quickly. But I think the, the key here is that um, – like intuitively checking and I do I do see so many people in the online space who haven't incorporated that heal time. Yep. yep. So they're like, learn it, I'm teaching it. Yep. And that's to me like a rocky area because I feel like you can't you can't like <laughs> one thing I've noticed is being completely detached from my own timeline. We can have visions, but the universe has a plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to 
I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and this is going to be the time frame, this is how it's going to be happened. Yeah. As soon as you control that much and you're so attached to the outcome and when you're going to do things and not maybe allowing healing time, it immediately sends out this energy message to the universe of fear. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> so yep. then you back to the grind because you're going to work really hard to get there, but you're not at a vibration where that's going to come in. And so being able to step back and say, okay, what is the best step I can do right now to draw in this vision and really become a vibrational match for it? And then we really, I don't know if I love the word obedient, but it really is a, an obedience. It's a trust. Yeah. It's, right? um, it's a devotion. It's a self-devotion. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, for me and my journey to this whole process was like, I just kept asking for support and guidance around what is the next step. Yeah. And I really like just try to stay in the step that I'm in and ensure I vision cast and I create, you know, vibration boards and, you know, I do all the things, but I also am not getting myself into an overwhelm of like so far in the future. I'm like, what can I do right now? And how can I show up fully and stay present? Yeah. Oh, sister, mic drop. That was beautiful. Um, Oh my gosh, we could talk for like three more hours and I need to be respectful to time. Um, Yours, mine, and the listeners. Um, But I think at that point, like we'll just have to have you back (laughs) at some point soon. But I have, um, I would love to know, or I would love to let my listeners know where they can find you, where they can connect with you. Where are you? What do you have going on? All the things. And I'll link them in the show notes. Oh, beautiful. So, uh, well, one, I just want to say thank you so much for this time. Thank you connection to you and, and all the work that you're creating in the space that you create. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, you can find me at grind to glory dot live. And uh, I'm actually launching the 2019 School of Grind to Glory in early January. So depending on when you're listening, um, but that is really the best place to connect. You can also go to Chris and Jessica page on Facebook. Um, yeah. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I freaking love you so much. So last question, sister, right in this moment within your life, what are you grateful for? Oh my gosh. So many. And I love this question because, and it kind of circles us back to like when you get in a funk last night, my seven-year-old was just like mad at the world. And we we were like, we're going to drive around and we're going to go like until we fully feel like we've all said enough things we're grateful for. We're not going (laughs) home. We're not bringing this energy in our house. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. I'm grateful of the snow and I'm grateful. And then like his, his whole tone and his energy shifted. And then we were able to go into the house happy instead of like him being mad. But in this moment, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for, um, and it kind of circles back to how you started. I just launched this beautiful online show and it's called the inside job. It's the Mm -hmm. entrepreneur's voyage to a soulfully abundant life Mm -hmm. where I am interviewing 21 experts, including you, my friend. It's been such an amazing experience. I'm so excited to get this work out to the world. Um, and that's another great place. It's, um, the, yeah. it's ryantoglory.live front slash the inside job. And it's completely free. Um, you'll have access to all 21 interviews. And they're so juicy and divine. And um, yeah, oh, so good. Oh, my gosh. Jessica, honestly, thank you so much. I love this conversation. I mean, even if nobody heard this conversation, this would be so, so, so meaningful to me. But it's that much more so impactful to me personally because I know that my tribe is going to hear this and they're going to feel it. And I appreciate you letting me go there. And I appreciate you going there right back. It's just this was a really, really wonderful conversation. I'm so grateful for you. I feel the same way. So much love to you, sister, and so much love to everyone who is listening. Thank you. All right, friends. I hope you have a very good morning. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. If you loved this episode, please head to iTunes, give it a heart, subscribe, share this episode with friends if it served you and you know it will serve them. And also head to JillianBolands.com forward slash empower. There you will be enrolled in my free newsletter where I will bring you tons of amazing content on energy and love 
and how to bring that strategically and logistically into your life. We'll talk about how you can rise into your greatest work and stand within your true self. Have an amazing day, friends. Bye-bye.